This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday, the 20th of September. In your Sport Today, Ollie Wines wins the Brownlow. The NRL prelim finals are set. The summer of cricket begins. And the history is made in the darts. This is your Sport Today. We're less than seven days out from the AFL Grand Final. These and Dogs fans must be counting down the days. Uh, but last night, we found out the best and fairest player of the year, Port Adelaide's Ollie Wines winning his first Brownlow medal. Yeah, and it wasn't just his first Brownlow medal, Fez. It was also Port Adelaide's. So Wines got 36 votes in the regular season, which was three more than Dogs captain Marcus Bontempelli. Now, Fez, I'm not trying to steal your thunder here, <laughs> but there is some pretty handy pub trivia from last night. Under the 3-2-1 voting system, that's with the field umpires doing the voting, Wines' 36 points is the equal most alongside Dustin Martin's 36 back in 2017. And for the first time, more than two players received 30 or more votes with Wines, Bontempelli, Clayton Oliver on 31 and Sam Walsh from Carlton on 30. Cabs, now I'm going to have to think of a new trivia question. Uh, as for Wines, he said he was rattled after he got the medal and he also said that he was envious of the grand finalists' support. They were knocked out in the prelims by the Dogs a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Gabs, there were other awards given out too and, of course, the red carpet. Uh, look, I'm not going to lie, red carpet fashion is not my area <laughs> of expertise, Fez, but... I can tell you that Richmond's Shea Bolton won Mark of the Year, and that was a hot field. And Fremantle's Caleb Sarong won Goal of the Year for his boundary effort. We've popped links in the episode notes to the Mark and the Goal of the Year for you to check out, and there's even a link to the red carpet fashion if you want to take a look. Uh, that was the Brownlow medal tonight. It's the first half of the NRL Dallium medals. The Dallium medal itself will be presented next Monday. And as for today's trivia question, the Brownlow medal is named after a former Geelong footballer. What's his first name? Geez, you thought of that question pretty quickly, Fez. Uh, don't think it's Gary Ablett, is it? Just uh, off the top of my head, Nick. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> the answer at the end of today's show. Those who watched the NRL semifinals on the weekend saw two very different games, uh, Manly beating the Roosters by 36 points on Friday night. Then on Saturday, the Panthers won by just two points over the Eels. Gabs, it means the preliminary finals are set for next weekend. Oh, you better believe it, Fez. So on Friday night, it's Manly against South Sydney, and they've only played once this year. That was way back in round two when South got the win, but... Manly did not have their star fullback Tom Trebojevic in that game, while South Sydney did have Latrell Mitchell, who is out suspended. Then on Saturday, Arvo, it's the Storm against the Panthers. A lot of experts thought that this would be the grand final, but we're getting it a week early. It's one all between the teams this year, but Melbourne will start this one as favourites. Yeah, the Storm have only lost three games this year uh, and that match is on at 4pm Eastern time on Saturday afternoon so it doesn't clash with the AFL Grand Final that night. Uh, the other match is on at 7.50pm on Friday with both matches at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. 
Let's stay in Queensland where rugby fans watched the Wallabies win their second game on the trot, beating South Africa 30-17 in Brisbane on Saturday. But Gabs, their chances of winning the rugby championship are over. Yeah, that's right, Fez. The Wallabies, they won with a bonus point over the Springboks, but so did the All Blacks in their win against Argentina on Saturday night. And that puts New Zealand on top of the table with 20 points, ahead of South Africa on 10, and Australia who are on 9 points. With only two games left each and a maximum of five points per win, it means the Wallabies can't win the trophy anymore. South Africa still can, but they need to beat the All Blacks in their next two games, score at least four tries in each match to get the bonus point, and they've got to win by an average of 45 and a half points. Not very easy, Fez. Not very easy at all, Gabs, uh, considering the All Blacks are undefeated. It looks pretty unlikely. <laughs> the comp continues this coming Saturday with the Wallabies playing Argentina and, as we said, the All Blacks against the Springboks. Both of those games are in Townsville. That's a big day of sport, Fez. Big day of sport. With the footy season's almost over, it means cricket is just around the corner. In fact, Gabs, the first match of the summer starts tomorrow with Australia's women's team taking on India. And there's a bit of history going to be made in this series. Fez, I'll tell you what, I love how summer actually starts in spring in Australia, thanks to the cricket. So Australia and India, they're going to play a multi-format series for the first time. And what that means is they're going to play three one-dayers, one test match and three T20s with points up for grabs in each of those matches. The team with the most points at the end of the tour wins the trophy. The one-off test will be played at the Gold Coast, which is going to be the first test between the two teams since 2006. In fact, they've only played nine test matches and Australia has never lost. Australia will go into the series as the favourites, but they're going to have to do it without their two best bowlers in Megan Schutt and Jess Jonathan. Yep, it all starts tomorrow and it's a big season for Australia's women's players. After the India series, they then go and play the WBBL, then the women's ashes in the new year and then over to New Zealand for the 50 over World Cup. As we said, it all starts tomorrow with the game starting at 10am Eastern time and you can watch it on Network 7 and on Foxtel. Cricket fans will know that former New Zealand player Chris Cairns was on life support just last month. Uh, Cairns had an aortic dissection, which is basically a tear in one of the heart's arteries, and then suffered complications during surgery and was put on life support. But he's off life support, and last night he posted a video on Twitter and says he faces a long road to recovery. Yeah, he does, Fez. So six weeks ago, Cairns was taken to a hospital in Canberra, but then he had to be moved to Sydney because of just how serious it was. As you said, Fez, Cairns was on life support for a few days after the surgery, and we then found out that he's also suffered a stroke in his spine that has left him paralyzed in both legs. He says in the video that the stroke could be the biggest challenge that he's ever faced in life, but Cairns also wanted to thank people for the support they've sent him and his family. He called it uplifting, humbling, and so, so special, and said that he would keep updating people about his recovery over the next few weeks. Yeah, we've put a link to the video in the episode notes so you can watch the full update from Cairns. I reckon we've all had a go at throwing some darts when we're at the pub, but it's a serious sport these days. And on the weekend, history was made when Fallon Sherrick became the first woman to play in a major televised darts final. She led early to Gabs, but just lost to Michael Van Gerwen in the Nordic Masters final. Uh, Yeah, bullseye, Fez. If the name (laughs) rings a bell, it's probably because you remember that Sherrick became the first woman to win a match. And that was back at the 2019 World Darts Championships when she made 
made the third round. She led this match 6-3, but ended up losing 11-7 to Van Gerwen, and he used to be the world number one. After the match, she said she was so proud and happy of herself, especially pushing one of the best in the world. And get this, Fez, she made the final after coming back from 7-1 down to win her semi 11-10 against the world number five. Yeah, it was great to watch, Gabs. Uh, That was the last international event before the World Series of Darts finals at the end of October in Amsterdam. And the winner gets $550,000. So when you're at the pub next time, maybe try a little bit harder with the darts. (laughs) Stick to the waters as well. It might help. (laughs) Yeah. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye or what's come up. And Gabs, my social media feed was clogged with a video of an intercept catch in the US college football. It was by a guy named DJ Graham. He plays the Oklahoma Sooners. It's been described as phenomenal. Um, You've got to check it out. There's a link in the episode notes for you to judge for yourself. Phenomenal is an understatement. This was doing the rounds on WhatsApp. It is a beauty. I'm going to stick with American football, but I'm going to go to the pros today. At 10.20, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Baltimore Ravens, battle of a couple of former MVPs in Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. You can catch it on ESPN and KO this morning. I'll be tuning in. All right, Gabs, uh, the answer to today's trivia question, it wasn't... Gary Ablett Jr. Brownlow. The uh, sorry, mate. The uh, the name of the Brownlow medal is Charles Charles Brownlow. There you go. And the medal it has Chaz Brownlow. A bit of trivia for you. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again tomorrow.